College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. What's up, guys? It's Lisa. We're all well into our coronavirus quarantine, and needless to say, it's been a trying time for all of us. We've had to change our daily routines. Many of us haven't even left the house. Gyms are closed. And overnight, most of our relationships went virtual. So how can we come out of this quarantine stronger, healthier, and even more connected? Well, I've taken this opportunity to talk to some of my favorite people on my Instagram Live to get their advice on these very issues and have found the conversation so freaking helpful that I wanted to share them here as well. So over the next couple of months, we'll be posting bonus episodes every Friday to help us get through this quarantine stronger together. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of talking to one of the most badass women I know and author of the book, Becoming Bulletproof. Evie Pompouris is a former Secret Service agent tasked with protecting Presidents Clinton, Bush and Obama. And in this Instagram Live, we talk about staying calm under pressure and how you can learn not to react when someone has really pissed you off. So without further ado, Evie Pompouris. Today's badass is former Secret Service agent and interrogator for the Department of Defense Elite Polygraph Unit, Evie Pomporos, with a master degree in forensic psychology and a resume more impressive than Parasite sweeping the Oscars. Actually, wrote that just right after the Oscars, so for context. Um, with a master, uh, no, really, really there. She's worked complex undercover operations and criminal investigations, protecting presidents Obama, Bush, and Clinton, and taken on classified missions from Beirut to Russia. This woman is so freaking badass. She's literally the human polygraph test. So, oh, I think she's requested. Come on, Evie. Here she is ask her any questions drop them in do a sticker question because actually i'm going to do more of those i'm quite sure how to do a sticker question so anyway oh evie hi i'm going to put you on my little headset actually so that sounds probably a little better got the hat on right can you hear me yes i hear you how are yes, you yes I'm well, how are you? I like to talk to this woman in Greek, so in case you don't know, I am fluent in Greek. Um, but in America, there aren't many Greeks around. So every time I see you, I'm always like, yes, what do you have me? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, let's stunning, girl. Well, thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So first of all, I was just saying that like the whole show is a total ruse just to get badass women like you on Women of Impact so I can get to meet you and feel super empowered by just like the way you think and the way you, um, the strategies you put in. Um, I just freaking love. And our episode now is over 250,000 views, which is insane. Wow. I saw that. I was like, I kind of had a moment. I'm like, how many views does this thing have? Yeah, you are officially our fastest growing episode of all time. So um, thank you, girl, for coming on and just spilling such amazing tactics. We've got a bunch of questions. So guys, if you are watching right now, put the questions in. Do one of those sticker taps because I'm going to be putting them at the bottom. Um, I have a kickoff question for you, though. Yeah. So the kickoff question is, um, a lot of people are feeling super stressed right now under pressure of everything that's going on with quarantine and being at home. Um, you are absolutely the master of how to keep calm under pressure. You've been, I mean, like I said at the beginning of this video, you've protected presidents, you've had to sit down with people who have um, abused children and rapists and drug dealers and stuff like that. So I can't even imagine the pressure you're under in all those circumstances. 
So if people at home, even though they're not necessarily dealing with murderers and things like that, I'm sure a lot of people are feeling that pressure. What are the things that you do when you're under pressure to stay calm, to stay in tune with your mind and not let your emotions overpower you? Okay. Yeah, I've been getting that question a lot. First, I just want to make sure, can every, can you hear me well? Am I sounding good? Just before I can I hear you in? fantastically. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, so a lot of people are having anxiety, a lot of fear. So there are just some practical things I'm going to share for, for you to do to kind of help manage that. I think the first and most important thing is think about what you're watching on TV. I, a lot of folks mm -hmm. have the news on, and I, I get it. I, I do news. You know, I go on air and I talk about certain things, but they have the news on all day long. And it's constant barrage of corona, the virus, the pandemic, all these people are ill, all this stuff is happening. And that in and of itself is going to give you more fear and more anxiety. So you can watch the news, watch it, read through it, get the information you need, update yourself, and then stop. You should not be watching it constantly. You mm. should be binging on shows that help you break away. You should be maintaining other things, but you should not be watching the news on a consistent cycle. That is extremely negative. And more importantly, at night, I never watch the news unless I'm on it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> unless I'm on it covering something, but I won't watch the news. Think you have to think about the mindset you put yourself in before you go to bed. And I, do you, I have a ritual that I do uh, at night before I go to bed. So that's the number one thing I'm going to tell you. Don't watch the news on a cycle. Go in, get briefed. And the same with social media. Get the information you need and then stop, okay? Too much of a barrage of everything is going to be negative. It's going to impact anybody. It would impact me if I sat and watched the news mm. consistently. It, it would have an effect on me. And the other thing is think about the situation we're in and that you've got all this time now. And we, we always say, you know, if I had the time, I would do this. So find that time, find value in what's happening. If it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening, then you have no meaning. If you can find meaning in what's happening, mm -hmm. saying that, do the things you always wanted to do. If you wanted to learn another language, learn that other language. If you wanted to learn to play the guitar, learn to play the guitar. Do the things you always wanted to do. Be productive in this time. So having moments where you binge watch Netflix or a great show here and there, that's great, but do that moderately. Use this time in a productive way. And actually research shows that we are most productive and created, what, creative when we, when we do things alone. Mm -hmm. So this is that time to do those things. And those are like the most important things. And then again, at night, I think the way, the mindset you have when you go to bed at night is super important. So for example, I have a ritual at night. I work out at night. I'm, I'm not a morning person, so that's just how I operate. So I will do, I will do my workout at night. Mm -hmm. um, followed by my workout, I will do my cold shower at night. <laughs> Depends how brave I'm feeling. Sometimes it's 30 seconds. Sometimes it's a minute. Sometimes it's five. Depends where I'm at. And then I'll do my meditation. Mm -hmm. So those are the three things I do to prep myself before I go to bed at night. Mm -hmm. And so find your own ritual. It doesn't have to be like mine that you prep your mind so that you can sleep well, because when you sleep well, you're calm, you get rest, and then you wake up the next day and you're feeling good. You have a more positive outlook on things. That's lovely. Yeah, I've just, I've been hearing so many studies about how, you know, meditation um, and um, really being calm and things like that just um, help with your digestion and your immune system um, and getting sunlight as much as we can. So things like that are great. <clears throat> I guess I'm thinking also, though, what about that person that maybe right now has lost their job or, you know, is under that type of pressure and you can't necessarily go out and get a job immediately. You can't, you know, let's say just I'm building a, a fake scenario here, but let's just say that's the situation. When you're under pressure, like I'm envisioning you, you know, like standing there by the presidents and like there's a lot of shit pressure there like what do you do with your breath with your mindset so that in that moment you don't let that specific pressure overwhelm you because I totally get that there are other things that we can do to change um you know like our brain chemistry and things like that like shutting off the news is amazing and like focusing and watching things that uplift you but what do you do like do you have any type of thing that you do like I'm picturing in my head that you do have like these deep breaths and these mantras that you say to yourself or something like that when that pressure just feels so freaking overwhelming 
So there's two things I do. It's not a mantra or any breathing techniques. What I do is it's my mindset. The one thing is given everything that's happening, there are so many people that have lost their jobs. There are so many people that are struggling and suffering. And so in and of itself, when things happen to us, we think, oh my God, why is this happening to me? Hmm. But when we know, we take a moment, you know, wait a minute, this is happening to everybody. So many people have lost their jobs. I think something, I think over 3 million people have filed for unemployment and that number is expected to go to 6 million people. And so knowing that you're not in it alone, that in and of itself gives you peace. I'm not in this alone. And if you think about the worst case scenario that other people are losing their loved ones, mm -hmm. that other people are dying, if you have that perspective because you can see that, you know what, I'm actually okay. I'm gonna be okay. And then you can also find this moment to do research because maybe you had a job that you weren't that crazy about or didn't like. And maybe this is that moment where life gave this to you. Now, what do you do with it? With every crisis, there's opportunity. So find that opportunity to pivot. Don't get stuck. Oh my God, I lost my job. I lost my job. Well, I'll say to you, did you love your job? If you loved it, I feel you. But if you're like, you know what? I always wanted to do this. Maybe now's that time to start looking into that stuff. So that's really what I do. I always look at, you know, I always look at other people and I'm like, that person has it so much harder or I'm not in this by myself. There's all these other people suffering. And that in and of itself helps me. The other thing too, to help you with this is to find meaning in that do something to help your community. Check on your neighbors, mm. call people, donate, um, donate time, donate goods, don't do something. So like, for example, in the mornings now, I, I teamed up with Dunkin' Donuts and uh, Health Aid Kombucha, which is like a, a really good probiotic for people for their guts, uh, the gut flora. We're going out now, I'm doing deliveries in the mornings, early in the mornings to first responders to just say thank you. Wow. So again, finding meaning, find mm. a way for you to find meaning in all the darkness. There's always light, but it's up to you. Do you wanna find the light or do you wanna sit in the dark? And so I, I choose to, to look for the light. If you choose to sit in the dark, you'll sit in the dark and that will really, that's when you'll feel, feel all that stuff imploding. So you can breathe all you want, breathing's good, I meditate, but that's not gonna change this, that cycle, mm. right? That, that chatter that we have. Oh my God, I lost my job. Oh my God, this sucks. Yeah. Oh my God, this is horrible. We wanna break that. How do you break that? I love that. All right, so we've got a ton of questions. Loving this, guys. All right, I'm gonna pick, this is a great question. I'm gonna pop this up at the bottom. You should be able to see it. Do you see that? Yes. All right. Tips on working on self-discipline. I really love that question because also, um, especially right, I mean, look, self-discipline in general, I'm obsessed with, but especially right now where so many people can be like, eh, nothing's going to make a difference. I'm just going to Netflix and chill, or I guess it's <laughs> quarantine and chill. Um, so I actually think self-discipline right now is like the most important time to start building that. So what, um, do you have any tips for us there? Yeah. Don't think, do. <laughs> if I think about my run, if I think about my workout, I'm going to tell you something I will never go. People, so I've been asking, how do you stay motivated to go work out? Here's the secret. Most of the time, 90% of the time, I am not motivated to go work, work out. I want to go sit on the sofa, binge watch Netflix and eat my donuts. That's the truth. So, that, <laughs> so I, I, when people are like, oh, I love it. It's like, I'm not that human being. So just do the things like if you know i have to do it just do it don't think about it don't tell yourself a story well i'll start tomorrow i'll do this or that just go and if let's say you create for example a diet or something or routine and you're like starting tomorrow i'm gonna do this tomorrow comes and you mess it up right you make a mistake don't stop and be like okay i'm gonna start tomorrow again just start in that moment mm. and don't think about the big picture what i do is i think about the small picture so my vice is sugar I love sweet things and I love cappuccino blast from Dunkin' Donuts. I know it's like a whole other story. It's my vice. <laughs> and I, I have to drive by Dunkin' Donuts sometimes like this because I'll, I'll pull over and get that drink. It's like my thing. But what I'll do is I, I'll tell myself, don't do it. And this is why I'll have a moment while I pause and I'll say, if I do this, this is what's going to happen. This is how I'm going to feel mm. later. And I try to imagine what it will be like later. And I'll find maybe a substitute for it. So you know, find a substitute for something bad. So I used to drink, um, because in my previous career, I always needed energy. I used to drink soda, Pepsi, which I still love. And so I was like, I need to cut out the sugar in my life. What do I do? So I substituted it with sparkling water. So I'm constantly either substituting something negative for a positive, 
because it's hard to stop something cold turkey. Mm-hmm. And then don't try to do everything all at once. So if you're like, I'm going to eat healthy and work out and do this and do that, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. You won't do it. So just say, I'm going to start working out. So starting today, I'm going to work out for 10 minutes. And then I want to eat healthy. So for one week, I'm just going to cut out cookies. So you do it in increments. So you can't go all in. And what happens is we all, we go all in, we try to do everything all at once, and then we fail. And then we feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, both answers actually um, really does come down to, for, it seems like, framing and perspective. So um, thinking about, not thinking about the negative, thinking about the positive. When you're thinking about, you know, self-discipline, more about what this can bring to your life versus um Let's say, like you said, all right, I can learn this skill on Netflix and chill. If you, if you can't be bothered to get up, you'd be like, oh, but look at all this lovely stuff over here. I could be sitting on the sofa. I could be eating my donut. But instead of thinking like that, you can think like, oh, my God, if I do X, Y, and Z, it's going to get me this. Um, and so by flipping that framing and seeing, you know, what the good can come of it, um, I think is super freaking powerful. You can also visualize things like, look, if you really want to have a strong, healthy body and you're not, let's say, happy with your body, we'll use that as an example. You can take photos uh, and pictures and put them on your wall or put pictures of things that you aspire to be because you want to be healthy. Healthy. There's a difference between wanting to look good and feel good and not mm. for the latter. Mm. You want to be healthy and healthy looks different for different people. Yeah. And so you want to think of those, those things you aspire to be. So if you're not happy with what you see, you know, if you're about to do something negative, stop, just have a moment and say, I'm, I'm about to do something that is not going to make me feel good later. Should I do it? Have that moment, have that conversation. Mm. If you choose, yes, I'm going to have that cappuccino blast, which is my vice. Say, okay, I'm going to have the cappuccino blast, but tomorrow I won't have it. Or the next mm. day I won't have it. So sometimes trying to cut something out cold turkey is very, very hard. Mm. I, I'm not... I don't recommend that because it's hard to sustain, but if you can do it gradually and then substitute it with something else, that will help you. And then again, if it's like an action or something to do, get up and do it. Just don't watch Netflix, go work out, just go do. And if it's five minutes or 10 minutes, do that activity that makes you feel good. But discipline, self-discipline, it's, it's a habit. You create it, mm-hmm. you create it, but you create it by doing it, you do, you do it over, a period of time and you do it in increments. It's not gonna happen overnight. So when you do something and you commit to something and you and you don't complete it or you fail, don't get upset with yourself. Say, okay, I'm working on this and I'm gonna get better at it. That's it, just get incrementally better and eventually it becomes a habit. I love that. One other thing that I actually do is, um, I've done this before, I don't do it now, but it really helped, is if I was to, let's say, be lazy or eat something that would hurt my stomach or make me feel terrible the next day or say something to someone that I felt guilty about after, it's like actually write it down. Okay, Lisa, you did this and it made you feel this way. So next time, don't be blind to how you're gonna feel after. If you do it again, know that this is gonna be the outcome. And almost just like writing a letter to yourself in like the no BS way, like, look, you just did this, this is how you feel, read this when this happens again, and know that you have a choice, right, you don't have to choose this, or you, you know, can choose this, but know this is going to be the outcome, don't be freaking surprised next time that this is the outcome, um, and it really just, like, snaps it me back into place, because it's my own words talking to me, um, it's not really journaling, it's more just, like, statements to myself. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion 
billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about. That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. You know, I do, I do, it's so interesting you do that. I do that at night, right before I go to bed. My husband actually bought me this journal. It's called the five minute journal. I have no affiliations with them. So I I encourage anybody who wants to like do something. I'm not a big writer. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I'm like quick. I'm like, let me jot this down. But it's called the five minute journal. And it's really good because it asks you, um, what, what good things happened to you during your day, which helps you express gratitude. But then it asks you, what could you have done differently during the day Mm. Um, that maybe you would have liked to do different and you can write that down. And then the other thing I write down is what I want to do the next day. And I keep it really simple. So if it's like related to my health, I'll, I'll write down. And these are like the three things I almost always write down and I'm still working on them. I'll write down workout, don't have a cappuccino blast because that's my thing. And, um, I'll put meditate and I make sure, and I keep the shirt, I keep the list short. I don't make it long. And I'm like, these are the three things I must do the next day. What's interesting is two is what you must do. And the other one though, is actually what you mustn't do. Yes. I, I do try to keep positive language. Try to, you know, I do try to minimize, don't do this. So you can say, just don't do this. So instead of like saying eat healthy, just say to yourself, don't have cookies tomorrow. That's it. Super simple. Mm. But also everything should be have a positive. You want to have a positive word choice because you also don't want to be super negative to yourself. Oh, you did this. You did that. I'm so dumb. I shouldn't have done, done this. You don't want to reprimand yourself. You want to boost yourself up. And so the language, if you can give it a positive spin, it's the best. Tomorrow I will have, I will work out. Tomorrow I will meditate. So, but when it's something I want to cut out, only in those moments will I say, tomorrow, no this. Tomorrow, no pasta or no cookies or whatever the case may be. That's so interesting because I think um, each person has a different type of language and behavior that works for them. I so thought that you would be like, get your freaking ass up and do like, cause that's the language I use for myself. Absolutely. So it's like, I know a lot of people say don't use negative um words sometimes I actually find the negative words help me um and so even with like let's say I've um I've eaten something that's like it's really hurt my stomach but it was so lovely like the words I would use is like Lisa it's lovely you know it but you also know the outcome so if you choose to do it again don't freaking be surprised woman like I that's the language I would like kind of say to myself but it, it serves me and I think that that's the really important thing right you have to know yourself, but you have to have a balance. So you can tell yourself, don't do this, don't do that. What could I do better today? Or what did I, what did I do wrong today? It's what suits you. But you always want to make sure that whatever language you use, it keeps you moving, progressing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't push you down. It exactly. lifts you up so that you can do better. And so 
That's why you have to know yourself, like know thyself. It's a famous Greek term. It's like know thyself, know what makes you work. So for example, I told you that I have a strong evening routine where most people, you hear them talk about their morning routine. Mm -hmm. I don't have a morning routine. Morning, I get up, I go and I go, to, I go do my work. But at night I have my routine, but that's mm. what works for me. Yeah. And so it's really knowing about what works for you and, and customizing things. Think of life like, think of the things you do as a custom tailor suit. Don't do what mm. I do. Don't do what Lisa does. Take it, take everything like a buffet. Listen to what everybody else does <laughs> and say, you know what? Ooh, I like what Lisa does here. I'm going to try that. Ooh, I like what Evie does here. I'm going to try that. Mm. And you take from the buffet the things you want, and then that's what you create. That's what you consume. I freaking love that, a buffet. That's awesome. Um, all right, we've got so many questions. So I'm going to pull up another one. Thank you for that question. We've got some shout outs, actually. We've got people from Malaysia, Stockholm, and New York. What New York. Are yeah, Thanks drop in the comments where you guys are joining from. Um, all right, Evie, got a bunch of questions, gal. Other people like that buffet um, example as well. Um, all right, here we go. Next question. How can you make people respect your boundaries? Through your actions. So if you set boundaries, let's say you're trying to set boundaries with an ex, for an example, and that person keeps calling you, that person keeps uh, messaging you, they keep doing certain things. Usually when, we, when somebody um, messages us or texts us or e emails us, we want to do what? Respond. Right, we have this instinctual thing, we have to handle whatever's coming our way. Even if you think about your emails or your, every time you get a notification, you feel like the need to immediately respond to it, right? When you set boundaries and people cross those boundaries, you have to create some level of consequence. But that doesn't necessarily mean like getting in people's faces or keeping, keep telling them, hey, you have to do this. You can't control what they do, right? But you can control what you do. So if you get that text, you don't respond or you don't respond right away, or you wait 24 hours. You have to ask yourself, do I have to respond to this? Mm -hmm. You know, I have this saying, um, don't catch the ball just because somebody throws it. Oh, I've never heard that before. Because we feel instinctually when people approach us, I when they ask us a question. say it, that was amazing. Yeah, you can have it. I put it in my book, I created this whole section in the book because we always feel like we have to react to people. And, I, and you have to be aware, I'm reacting to someone. And somebody else might be having an emergency, for example, but is their emergency my emergency? Hmm. Right? So, so you want to just have a moment and, and, and think, like, do I have to catch the ball? Do I have to? Think of it like emails. When you go through your, your emails every day, do you sit and read every single email? No. You decide, okay, this is important. No, this is junk. This is garbage. And you sift through. So the, the way that people give you information or interact with you, you have to sift through that. You have to filter that. And so it's through your action. So if somebody crosses boundaries, take the action to help minimize that. What can you do? Not, not them. Again, we get focused like, oh, how do I get this person to do this? Think about what you do in contrast to that person that helps minimize that behavior. So I don't respond maybe right away or maybe I don't respond at all. I avoid that person. I focus on work. You know, I tell people, sorry, I was very busy. Even if it's not true, I'll have to get back to you another time. So you can figure out ways to minimize and distance yourself from certain people, to minimize that interaction when they cross those boundaries in an unhealthy way. Wow, that was such great advice. What do you do if someone's just disrespectful to your face? Because I just assume that in your interrogation room that you've had people just be like the utmost rude and disrespectful to you. Um, what do you do in those situations? I stop and I think, well, why is this person being disrespectful? So in those scenarios, they weren't disrespectful to me, Evie. They were usually disrespectful to what I symbolized. Um, but I also understood they're, they're angry because they're in this room with me. Not really the problem. They're really having the issue. But in a relationship or, or, or whether it's a professional or personal, personal one, if somebody's disrespectful to you, it depends. If it's work and I have to deal with someone, I'll deal with them. But I'm not going to sit and get in an argument with them. You can walk away. I, you know, people think we think that when you, you're confronted with someone, that you should get in their face, that you should call them out, right? We think respect is like, I'm gonna stand up for myself. Mm. Sometimes, yeah. Most of the time, 
I walk away. If somebody's being rude or disrespectful and you don't have to be there, get up and leave. Walk away. Even if it's a colleague or an employee, you don't have to sit there and take it. And you also don't have to respond in kind. Mm. You and choose those moments. And you never feel like you've then like not defended yourself because like definitely I was always like that. If somebody would come at me like after, I'd be like, oh man, I should have defended myself. I should have done this. I should stand up for myself. And then I would stand up for myself, but it wouldn't necessarily help, right? You just get yourself all rattled up. But at least after I was like, I'm so glad I didn't let someone talk to me disrespectfully. Um, I freaking love the walk away. I just want to know how, how do you, do you ever have that emotion? It's like, I didn't stand up for myself or do you just like not let that seep into your conscience? No. I used to have that. You know, I think growing up when I was younger, I used, I used to feel like I have to tell that person, I have to put them in my, their place, I have to stand mm. up for myself. But that was, that was my ego talking. Because if I'm a secure person and I'm strong and centered, it doesn't matter what that person says to me. Because the truth, my truth is my truth. I don't need to, to say anything to you. Okay. You think I'm a buffoon? Okay. Thank you. You just walk away. I mean... I, I know I'm not a buffoon. Let me tell you why I'm not. A buffoon. Like, what, you know, what does it matter? Okay, thank you. I'm gonna go have my cappuccino blast now or whatever. So those are those moments where does it matter? You have to ask yourself, does it matter? Do I need to do this? If you know who you are and what you are, you waste your time. And if you sit there and you engage with every single fool that comes your way, you're gonna be engaging with everybody. And I think it's super important to pick and choose those battles because they do take energy, like you said. They take so much energy and it takes so much out of you. And you ever have an argument with someone or you, you fight with someone and then afterwards you're exhausted and your whole day is ruined. <laughs> so I have those moments where I'm like, are you worth me ruining my day? No. Because I'm going to get pissed. I'm going to get angry. I'm going to put you in your place. Or I'm going to try to put you in your place. And then I'm going to be pissed off all day. Was it worth it? Yeah, I love that. Not, they're not worth it. What up, guys? All right, let's just be real. Hair products can often be an absolute conundrum. We all have different hair types and various needs. But thanks to Vegamore, your hair goals can actually be within reach. Vegamore's holistic approach to hair health uses smart botanicals. Vegamore's products are cruelty-free and never, ever contain parabens or hormones. Vegamore has something for everyone. The Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit works together. Just massage the shampoo into your scalp for 60 seconds and then follow up with conditioner. It's that simple. And what I absolutely love, guys, is with Vegamore, there is no risk when trying because they have a 90-day money-back guarantee. So like I said, guys, if you're not sure about what's going to work for your hair or not, they literally give you a no-risk 90-day money-back guarantee. So go to vegamore.com slash Lisa and use code Lisa to save 20% on your first order. That's vegamore.com slash Lisa and use code Lisa, L-I-S-A, to save 20% at vegamore.com slash Lisa. Now, back to the episode. Are you right? worth ruining my day? Boom, that was freaking awesome. I'm going to put that on the post-it note. I'm going to put it up. So, I mean, literally, it's, it's just the framing, right? Going back to what we were saying earlier, it literally is the framing on this. You know this will happen. You know that you'll probably get into an argument with them, that you'll probably end up ruining your day. So just ask yourself the question, is it worth it? Freaking fire, girl. I guess, um, like, what do you want out of it? Do you know what I mean? If it's like a work relationship or something important where you have to engage, and even then, mm. it's like, tell me what I need. Okay, go sit in your corner and argue with someone else. Like, it's it's you choose how much you engage with people. You choose. Yeah. You choose if you interact. You choose if you respond. You choose. You can't. You have no choice in what they decide to do to you. But I can choose in what they do to me. And often, when we want to stick up for ourselves. It's our fragile ego, ego talking. Mm. And that should tell you I've got work to do. I'm not that, I'm, I need to be stronger so that this person's words don't affect me. If they affect you, it's okay. Acknowledge it and say, okay, I have work to do so that I can feel more centered because I know this isn't true. That's freaking awesome. Guys, if you're just joining us, drop in some questions in the sticker tap below. I'm going to be pulling up questions. This is Every Pomporis. If you do not know her, where have you been? You guys got to check her out. She's on <laughs> Women of Impact. Um, so check out her episode. It is our fastest growing episode of all time. And then also she has an incredible book that right now you guys can go out and buy. It is called Becoming Bulletproof. Can they get it on like Amazon and pretty much anywhere? 
Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, Barnes and Noble might be a better bet right now just because of everything that's happening. Mm, There's an cool. audio book I narrated. I hope I didn't suck yeah. and I did a good job for everybody. Um, so it's definitely out there. Yeah, it's launching April 21st. And there was talk if we should delay it because of everything that's happening. But the book was about, the book's about overcoming fear and, and, and having courage. And I thought, you know, I wrote a book to speak to people. I didn't write a book to have a bestseller. I mean, is it great to have one? Sure. But I was like, I want to serve people. And I was like, this is that moment. So I was like, no, we're doing the book. So it's out there. You can get it. I hope it helps. I really freaking love that. And, and I just want people to know, you told me that off camera as well. And I yeah. was so freaking blown away because we were talking about like, is your book going to release? Do you hold it? Because I know a lot of people that have held the release of their books. And you were so honest. You're like, look, if it's going to bring value, why would I hold it to sell more books? And I was like, oh my God, I freaking love this chick. So <laughs> <laughs> but but like, I, mean, I thought about it. I'm like, why did I write the book? I wrote, I wrote the book to help people. I didn't wrote, write the book. I want to write a book so it can be on a bestseller list. Okay, so you get the list and then what? And then it goes away. Yeah. But I was like, I want to add value to people's lives. That's why I wrote the book. And I did, I had like this little conversation in my head and I was like, I brought it back to basics. This is why I wrote it, to help people. Do people need help right now? Yeah, who doesn't? We all need help right now. I'm like, the book needs to go. So when is it out? You said April? April 21st, but you April. can pre-order it now. And if okay, they pre-order, I had so many pre-orders actually, especially after we did our interview, that I created a video series for people, a free video series. So whoever pre-orders it gets this free video series as a thank you to everybody, because I've gotten so much love and support, I, I was completely floored, so. I freaking love that girl. Um, okay, so next question. A lot of people are very excited to get the book, by the way. I've seen the comments awesome. below. Um, let's have a look at this one. So sometimes I can only see half the questions. So I'm always intrigued. How do you break down your ego to be open and receptive to what others are saying? Good question. We, well, you know, hmm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to understand like exactly in the context that she means. If somebody's saying something to me and maybe I'm getting annoyed and I'm like, I can't listen to this or I get frustrated with what they say, I'll, I'll try to avoid the person until I get into a better mindset because there's moments where I know and we talked about it last time, you and I, Lisa, when I'm not in the right mindset, I won't engage people. Mm. If I know, like right now, like my ego's on high, I'm pissed, I wanna fight everybody, because <laughs> that happens, I just refrain, I stay away. So it's also knowing when I should or shouldn't, shouldn't engage. And then if sometimes maybe I can't, I don't have that luxury of deciding when I can disengage from someone, I have to deal with some, someone I will, honestly, I'll, I'll keep myself in check. And, a lot what do you of times mean by I that? speak. I'll keep myself in check so that I don't say anything. Because my, my natural response is to tell people like it is. And that's something I've constantly had to work on. So, like, so I'll keep my mouth shut, honestly. The angrier I am, the quieter I get. How, and if that wasn't normally naturally, because I remember in our episode, you're like, oh, I no, know. I'm a Greek girl from Queens. Like, I'm like, get out of my, I love that. Get out of like, my Bitch, face. get out of um, my way. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. So how did you then get to the point where you're the person that keeps quiet? Because, right, like, that's a big transition. Habit, practice. practice. What does that actually look like? Right. It? So it starts with when people talk to me. First of all, when I feel myself getting angry or heated, I tell myself, stop talking. Because when we're angry, nothing good comes out of our mouths. Most of the time, nothing good comes out. And we say stuff, and then you cannot take it back. You cannot undo it. And it, it, has to, it can either hurt somebody else, and then later on you feel bad for hurting someone else and saying that, now you can't take it back. Or secondly, if you want to make it a selfish thing, I hurt myself by saying something bad to you. And now the relationship you and I have is all jacked up and I can't get what I want from you or need from you or I have a, 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 a bitter relationship with you which causes a problem for me. You always wanna think long game. Mm. I try to think, what do I want out of this? You know, and I don't mean it in a manipulative way. I mean, what is my goal? Is my goal to work with this person in a, in a positive way and have a good relationship? Then I'll refrain from talking back or saying something to people. But I also check myself. When I get mad, am I getting mad because I feel offended. Anytime you feel offended or you feel like, how dare you? That's when you need to catch yourself because now that's your ego. When it's like, how dare you? Do you know who I am? I'm not this, I'm not that. Whenever that starts happening in your head, that's ego. That is all ego. And that's when you catch yourself and you just 
close it and think. Walk away if you can, minimize interaction. And then you can deal with people later. You don't have to deal with people in that moment. And sometimes you don't even have to deal with people. Mm. You cannot not respond to anybody. I've had it where, you know, I may surprise you, but I've had confrontational situations before. <laughs> and really? In those moments where I'm like, I want to write an email to somebody and be like, let me tell you what I think of you. I don't. There's nothing more powerful than indifference. Nothing. <laughs> than just walking away and then that person thinking like, are they mad? Are they this? Are they that? So you want to just check in with yourself from time to, like constantly. I just constantly check in with myself. It's self-assessment. It's so much me and not the other person. So stay, stay with yourself and stop looking outside of you. If you keep seeing yourself looking outside of you, it just means you have work to do. You're still blaming other people. You're still focusing on other people. You're not focusing on you. That's awesome. Um, one other thing I'd like to add that I do is kind of look at it, you know, like I used to have a raging ego and I was like, I can't be wrong. And because I, um, so I'm just adjusting my camera, because when I was younger, I was so, um, I wasn't, you know, I was picked on and, and bullied a little in school. So my ego was everything. It's like protect, protect, protect. And then I started to realize protecting my ego actually made me um, less powerful because I wasn't being open to hearing constructive criticism or being open to hear things that can actually improve my life. So now what I do, if someone comes at me, I try to step out of myself and say, what can I actually take away from this, right? Like separating the message from the message messengers like okay their delivery may be rude they actually ha may have an ulterior motive to say this to you right they may be like i'm trying to put them down i'm going to say everything that's wrong with them so they may have the ulterior motive but how do i separate the two because there actually may be a nugget of gold in what they're saying that if i can hear it i can then take it upon myself and change it and now i benefit from it so i try to like shift my thinking a little like that you, you should, because you're right. you said something really important, because not everybody has a good deliver, delivery mechanism. Mm -hmm. So they may be telling you something to help you, and there's something very truthful, and because you don't like the way it sounds, or it doesn't fit into your narrative, or your feelings get hurt, you won't take it in. There's moments where, you know, I want to, like, just drop all the nuances and just be like, dude, don't, don't do that. You're, you're walking, you know, you're a train wreck. You're making a mistake, or fix this. And there's moments where you just want to say that, to someone and I have to work on trying to craft it a certain way because I'm very aware. I'm like, I want this person to receive it, but not everybody has that wherewithal to do that or the patience if you wear them out. So when people give you information, be able to step back and get your ego away from it and say, is there any truth in what they're saying? Right. Is there any truth? If there is, then self-reflect. Are yeah. they saying this to me because they genuinely, genuinely want to help me and they're concerned and they mean, well or is this coming from a negative place but at the same time too even when somebody means well it doesn't always mean you have to follow their advice either you know right. because they can mm -hmm. mean well and it just may not be in line aligned or in harmony with who you are mm -hmm. so one thing i actually want to follow up on what you just said is when you're trying to give somebody else some feedback but you want it to be in a language where they can actually hear you because you really do care about them. You see, I craft it very well. well. How do you craft it? What are words that you use in order to allow the person to hear the message and not feel a dent in their ego? The easiest thing you can do to avoid that type of thing is to just let the person talk first. Let them vent, let them say whatever they want to say and don't correct them. It's called acceptance. Have acceptance. So even if somebody's saying the dumbest thing to you and you're like, oh my God, that is so wrong. I can't even, I can't even listen to this. I want you to listen to it. Just let them go. Let them get it all out. Let them feel understood. And then after that happens, after they've said what they need to say, then you can speak. Now, if you find them cutting you off, which would happen to me a lot, especially when I did interviews, I would say to the person, listen, you know, I sat here with you. It's been an hour. I've listened to everything you said. I've shown you the respect. I just want you to show me a little bit of respect too. You know, I just want to share some stuff. So can you, can you extend to me the, the respect and the courtesy that I've extended to you? And then that person stops and says, oh shoot, she's right. She has been, I, she has been listening and then they'll stop. Hmm. I but I think that. that's the, the best strategy. Like I want to keep things simple for people because it, it's building up to these things. But yeah. if you can just allow people to talk, 
and listen from the get-go. Just don't say anything. Let him go even if you don't like it or don't agree with it. Later on, after they're done, then you come in and speak. Can I be honest? That is the, the thing I struggle with the most. As you were talking, I'm like, oh my God, it, you want to see me derail? It's listening to someone misinterpret or um, say something that is patently false of my actions or my um, or something that I've done. And so when I'm sitting there and someone's saying something, I'm like, I didn't say that. And they're like, yeah, but you said this. I'm like, no, I said X, Y, and Z. The words are very different. And I, I can't help but like interrupt because I'm like, you you are literally spilling lies. And I it's not that I think people deliberately do it, right? It's all about the way that they perceive it. So I want to stop them and say, no, no, no. Like, no wonder you're freaking out, but I didn't say that. And so I, I have a very, very hard time in just letting people keep saying false things. Um, if you can let them, Lisa, like it's d difficult, but if you can let that person just say this stuff, even though in your head you're like, that is not true, that is not what I meant. But this is the thing. So people receive information differently. So that person has a different set of values, beliefs, processes. They were raised a different way. They have different parents. They grew up in a different neighborhood, socioeconomic, schooling. All these things together makes us think and receive information the way we want to receive it. Plus we decide how we want to receive it. <laughs> and so you may intend this, you know how they say there's always three versions to a story, the truth, this version and that version. And so uh, even when I, again, when I did interviews, I hear one story from somebody, one story from another person, and it's the same circumstance, but everybody interprets it differently. Mm. So if you have the wherewithal to compose yourself, just keep quiet, let them go. After they're done, then you can, not pick apart, but then you can hit the points. We'll say, listen, when I said this, I actually meant that. And one thing to try to avoid saying is like, no, you're wrong. Try to avoid <laughs> that. Even though instinctually you want to say that and it's true to some degree, you're like, no, you're wrong. No, you're lying. It's like, remember, like nobody wants to be told that they're wrong. Nobody wants to be called a liar. Yeah. And just say, actually, you know what? I'm sorry. That's what you heard. This is what I meant. And explain it in that regard. You'll, you'll just have a more positive outcome in the end with something like that rather than because otherwise it's just ego against ego mm -hmm. because now you're telling that person no you're wrong no you're a liar now their air their ego comes up and what do you do your ego's already here and you're doing this and nothing's happening now it's just ego fighting ego and there's no communication there's no outcome it's just mm -hmm. insecure person fighting insecure person and you want to be secure mm-hmm yeah, I've ne I've now definitely tried to like do the deep breathing and like what you were saying, like just stay quiet. So in my head, <laughs> this is actually what I do. In my head, I'm like, shut up, Lisa. Shut up, Lisa. Shut up, Lisa. Shut up, Lisa. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Shut up, Lisa. And I'm repeating it in my head so that I don't verbalize because 100%, going back to what you said earlier, is that once I've stepped away from the situation, I'm just like, oh, man, like, I, why did I have to talk? Why did I have to say something? Like, it didn't help the situation. And so I always know it afterwards. And so I've, at least right now, the strategy that I use is just telling myself to shut up in my head. Yeah, you can say shut up and you can also say just listen, just listen, oh, just listen. Nice. Because I do nice. think sometimes it's important the language we use with ourselves. 100%. Like there's moments like mm -hmm. I use super harsh language with myself too. Um, but I want, it's really important because in order to cultivate yourself or you want to cultivate yourself and you don't want to always use that negative language so that you can be super strong. Um, so you can say just listen, just listen. I like that. Just I'm listen. actually going to use that from now on because that's way better. Even just as I'm saying it and then you're saying it, I immediately can feel the difference. So it, it has awesome. a different because you're when you say shut up and, and there's moments I say to myself, but when you say it, there's a negativity there. Just shut your right. mouth. Shut right. your mouth. This guy's an idiot. Shut your mouth. Shut, right. Just yeah. keep it shut. There's an anger. There's a resentment there. But when you, it's like, just listen, just listen. Now you're coming from a place of understanding. Mm -hmm. And most, everybody just wants to be understood. Everybody wants to be understood and everybody wants to feel heard. That's all it yeah. is. Let yeah. them feel heard even if you don't agree or like what you're hearing. Let them feel heard mm -hmm. whether you agree with it or not. Dude, you've literally just changed my life right now. I'm so going to do that. But I'm coming to all your meetings. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be in the bath. I've got the little Evie on my shoulder. 
quick, put your little earpiece in. Now or say just, this. Or just tell me in Greek. No one will know. True. No one will know. Secret language, which actually is hilarious. So I'm going to derail us for two seconds and we have got questions. But my husband um, has learned Greek. And so in America, we use it. And he's like, baby, it's like a secret language. No one knows what I'm saying. But then we went to England and he forgot that my entire family speaks Greek. And so in front of my dad, he actually said something very sexual in Greek. And I'm like, babe, it's not a language. It's not like this guy's language. He and speaks like, Greek. <laughs> yeah exactly my dad knows what you're saying um just a little side funny little uh, story there all right so we've got so many questions um all right got so many questions i don't know what to choose um i, I think you actually kind of answered this how do you keep yourself um grounded do you meditate or do yoga my night routine keeps me yeah. grounded like i go running at night or i work out if, I'll tell you this, when I have a bad day, I go running. And, I, and I, this is coming from a person who never liked to run. Um, but I run, I jog, but I do it to, to feel good. And I, I run the anger out of me. Mm -hmm. um, my husband says, you know, go out there and go chase some dra dragons. Like, you know, go run your demons out. And that's what I do. And I've had runs where I'm like mad and pissed or, you know, I might look like a crazy person because I'm talking to myself as I'm running because I'm so, but I run it, I run it out of me. So what are you doing right now then when you can't, are you going outside and running? What are you doing? So I live in an area where there's a park and at night it's quiet and I'll go mm. at night where I can run. But I also have a, my garage is like a, a mini gym set up. It's nothing great. My husband set it up and we work out in the back and just do things that require energy or you can just bang out. There's days where I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to work out, but I'll bang out 500 jumping jacks in a row. Mm -hmm. And that's my workout. Do things that, require physical energy because it it takes that that stuff that's built up that you just want to vent on someone it takes it out of you and it brings you back down and then meditating afterward so you want to do something that shifts your body because when you shift when you move your body or shift your body in some way it shifts your your mindset mm -hmm. so, so it's so again like that keeps me grounded when i don't work out and when i don't run i'm always thrown off and if um I don't meditate. Like I know, I always get, I always know I'm thrown off and I'm not, I've got so much chatter in my head, let me tell you. So I meditate for some nights, five minutes, 10 minutes, sometimes 15, sometimes 20. So I, I do those things. And another thing I love to do is uh, I do audiobooks. I listen to books. Mm. And so when I want to alter my mindset or learn something or be lost in a character or a book, I'll listen to something. Movies can do that. Music can do that. All that stuff can shift whatever mental state you're in. But it, creating a routine for yourself, for yourself that works for you, not what works for me, will keep you grounded. Something mm -hmm. that you know, when I do this, I feel good. And you wanna just try to create a habit where you're consistently doing it. You don't wanna work out an hour every day. You just wanna try to work out consistently every day. And if it's just mm -hmm. 10 minutes, it's just 10 minutes. Yeah, I love that. Um, we've got so many shout outs. We've got shout outs from Atlanta, France, Montreal. Atlanta. <laughs> That's where we filmed spy games. Ah, so yeah. An, um, a heart for that. So, France, Montreal, Texas, Amsterdam, Slovakia, Romania, Italy, South Africa, Morocco, and Germany. This is insane. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We are answering questions live with the amazing Evie. Going to pop up another question for you, girl. Um, you, all right, you, you kind of touched upon this, but I, I really like the question, how to confront friends gently without coming at them? Hmm. You know, I don't confront people a lot. I, this is what I do. I ask myself, do I need to confront someone? Because sometimes we confront hmm. people again because it's our ego. That person said something, I have to confront them. Do you really? Most of the times when people say something or do something that maybe I don't like, I say nothing. And I, I'll assess that person. Is that person, I'll say this. If you're constantly having to confront a friend, is that your friend? Is that a person you should be around? And so once in a while, you may have to deal with someone and confront with someone, but you can have a conversation. Confrontation has a very negative connotation. Uh, all right. You okay. think like, you know, and I think we talked about it again last time. It's like, you think like, I'm gonna get in this person's face. You can confront someone in a positive way and say, listen, I hear you, but I see it this way and this is why. And always try to give people the why. Don't just say, I feel this way. Tell them why, explain to them what it is that they said, what it did to you, how it impacted you. 
and share that. But I would really minimize the amount of people I seek conflict with or confrontation with because every day, multiple times a day, people will be pissing you off. If you're me. <laughs> if you're me. So I let a lot of stuff go because most people don't mean it. Sometimes people just say dumb things. Uh, sometimes people may say something hurtful and then I will have a moment where will I'll say to myself, is this someone I really want in my life? Because I think it's really, really important that we have positive people in our lives. And I really feel it's about quality, not quantity. And so I'm, if I'm having to constantly check someone or if somebody's constantly making me feel a certain way, mm. I, I, I will minimize contact with that person, right? We want people who lift us, support us, but also people that are objective and will give us good advice. We don't want to be surrounded by yes people. But if you find yourself constantly having to confront someone, let, let stuff go. We live in a world where it's like, I need, to, I need to fight. I need to speak up. That's your ego. How do you let go though, right? Because it's, there's, there's a difference between knowing you should let go and then actually letting go. Because I'm busy. I got shit to do. <laughs> You're taking up time out of my day. That's, that's how I look at it. I'm going to waste time of my day. I, I got things to do. I've got a book to write, a show to do, an interview to do. Go work out. That's how I look at it. Is this, mm -hmm. is me confronting you going to add productivity to my day or drama to my day? Mm -hmm. We create so much drama for ourselves. Don't create it for yourself. Don't jump into it. Don't dive into it. If you don't like drama, then don't engage in it. But we engage and create so much of our own drama. It's just the truth. So it's like, be busy, be productive, do you. But when you're do dealing with everybody else, confronting everybody else, you're wasting all that energy on other people. And just so you know, we have a limited amount of cognitive energy. There's research that says like, this is the amount of energy we have cognitively. And so you, you can't do all these things at the same time. They're distracting. They take you away from what is important. What is important to you? And if dealing with every single person, it's just, it's so much of a waste. Again, centered, you, what's your focus? What do you need to deal with? If you're trying to fix like a parent, like I love my dad. I have a I love my dad. My dad passed away, but he was a super aggressive old school Greek guy. We didn't see anything eye to eye. And growing up, I was always like, no dad, no dad. And then one day it dawned on me, I'm like, why am I fighting with him? For what? Mm -hmm. It was an ego thing. I was just like, all right, dad, we're good. And it changed our relationship so much. Even when he said things I didn't agree with, I let so much go. And we had such a better relationship. Mm -hmm. And I was calmer too. I was calmer, more productive. You can't fight everybody. Why? It's exhausting. Yeah, I freaking love that. A lot of the comments, people are like, yeah, say how it is, girl. Um, all right, so I'm actually going to reword this, this comment a little based on right now what people are, are dealing with. So let's say you're in a home or an apartment and you have roommate or um, even if it's your partner, let's say. And let's remove the word confront and let's put the word discuss maybe. So how do you discuss gently with them um, without, let's say they're really sensitive. And every time you approach them in the sweetest way, like, hey, look, maybe you can. And they're just, because they're irritable, but you live with them, so you can't remove yourself from the situation. What are maybe some tactics or techniques or words that someone can use to get their point across? Um, the funny thing is, as I'm asking the question, I'm actually thinking to myself, what is the purpose of discussing it with them in the first place? Yes! me is it worth it is it worth it is it like did you take the trash out or do the, to the toilet seat up is it worth it like you have to pick your battles if you fight every battle you're gonna be exhausted we want to win the war people not the battles <laughs> right so ask yourself do i need to do this do i need to do this and if you do i think timing is the most important thing so there's two types of timing you want to look at yourself because you want to be in the right mental mindset you want to be calm you want to be relaxed you want to be thinking clearly not emotionally. And then is that person in the right mental mindset? Because if they're angry and they're pissed and they're, they're all emotional, doesn't matter what you say, they're not hearing you. Mm -hmm. So I think the most important thing of all is timing. So if they're irritated, they're ir irritable, that tells you this is not a good time. Mm -hmm. And the more I talk, the angrier they get, the more pissed off I get, and we just bump heads. And again, is it worth it? What are you confronting them about? Is it... A do you need to? And if you need to, then yes. But if it's silly, if it's nonsense, if it's chatter, if it creates drama, if it, it's irrelevant, then it's ego.
I can love that, girl. Well, I, I mean, as you know, I could absolutely talk to you forever. Um, guys, we are trying to work out ways that we can save these videos. I saw people asking below. We're going to find out ways that we can save these videos and post them so you can watch these from the beginning. We're also going to be pulling clips. Um, but also, Evie and I are discussing potentially doing other content together. So, guys, if you like that idea, let's heart, please heart this video because I think she's freaking awesome. And so I just would love to do more content with you. And then also, if you guys are down, and if you're down, Evie, it'd be amazing maybe when your book comes out for us to do another IG live like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe we can take like chapters out of the book or whatever to like help promote it. And, and the reason why I really say that, guys, is because I really think she can freaking bring value. And right now, when you're at home, like now's the time to start digging in and practice everything this woman is saying. So her book is called Becoming Bulletproof. So if you want to be bulletproof, keep watching. Subscribe to her, join her, um, all of the, the, the social stuff. So, in fact, where can people find you, girl? Oh, just my name, Evie, at everypompers.com. Just click the little dot up there where we are and you'll find me. Amazing. Well, God, thank you so, so much for joining me. Thank Simply you. adore you. Guys, be safe while you're at home. And until next time, be the hero of your own life. Peace out. Take care, Yasu. everybody. Yes, us. Bye, everyone. Yes, us.